Hey, hey, this is Tracy Austin with Mental Fitness Matters. This show is designed to provide people with tips, strategies, and solutions to improve your mental fitness. This is Mental Fitness Matters. Hey, hey, happy Thursday, everybody. You are listening to Mental Fitness Matters. I am your host, Tracy Austin, and this is WSIC Radio. Happy Thursday. I hope everyone out there is having a great week. Uh, We are back, and it's the third Thursday of the month, so you know I am with my amazing co-host, Miss Erica Singleton from Professionals Beyond the Game. We are back for our Shine Bright Athlete Series, and we have an amazing show in store for you guys today. We're actually kicking off a series within a series. We've got a three-part community read that we're going to kick off today. And I'm going to let Miss Erica Singleton introduce herself and also introduce the community read before we get into our guest this morning. Good morning, Erica. How you doing? Good morning, Tracy. So I'm absolutely reading your lips because we can't hear you yet. <laughs> no! <laughs> but good morning, good morning. Good I'm morning. so happy to be here. I so look forward to our third Thursday of every month, and I'm so excited about this one especially. Um, we are kicking off a three-part three series with a community read um, right now, and people who know me very well will really laugh at this because I'm actually doing it electronically, but we are reading The Purpose Path and really getting into this now. Uh, This is uh, Dr. Nicholas Pierce, um, and he is talking about a number of different things that we've really stressed uh, with professionals beyond the game, um, understanding your purpose, uh, knowing your path, maybe answering some important questions as you transition from one part of life to another. Um, And so this is a great read for any and everyone. And we are uh, starting to tackle it today. So I'm super excited about all of us talking about it and and our guest today to join us in the three-part series. I cannot wait. And you're exactly right. What better time than right now to really kind of get a conversation going around purpose, um, our path, our call on our lives. because um, I'm pretty sure we all have had situations from time to time where we've asked ourselves, why am I here? Who am I? What does success mean to me? And what is the purpose or the call on my life? And most importantly, how do I know what my purpose is? Right. So I think we've all had those moments and currently could be going through that right now. And we are very excited about our guest today because she is a friend of ours. She's a big and amazing influencer in the community, um, especially in the space of mental wellness. Uh, Dr. Tia Konzer is joining us today. She's an osteopathic physician at Konzer Psychiatric. And as an osteopathic physician, she practices a comprehensive approach to medicine and believes strongly in the importance of treating the mind, body and spirit to achieve maximum wellness. Dr. Konza received her undergraduate degree from Albion College and then went to medical school at Chicago College of Osteopathic Medicine. She received her board certifications in general psychology. I'm sorry, in general psychiatry and child and adolescent psychiatry. And she also has a specialty in sports psychiatry from Michigan State University. She works with elite athletes of all levels. She currently works with active and retired athletes from uh, within the Charlotte Hornets, NASCAR, NFL, USA Olympic canoe and kayak teams and swim Mac. Dr. Conzer is currently the only sports psychiatrist in Charlotte area. Welcome to the show, Dr. Tia. How are you doing this morning? Great to have you. Hi, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here with both of you. And I'm really excited to start the conversation about all of this. I think mental health and mental wellness um, 
is very often not talked about and something that we deal with on our own. And so I love that we're opening this up and having the conversation on how we can help everybody work at their own mental wellness. So thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. It's our pleasure. Let's go ahead and kick it off. I I really think this book, as you're kind of getting into the beginning of it, we'll just kind of go through sharing some of our own personal experiences, attaching things to the story. But it really does take us on a path of self-discovery and it really kind of goes around asking five questions, really, about what is success? Who am I? Why am I here? Am I running the right race? And am I running the race well? Right. Let's start off with you, Dr. Conzer, as we were just kind of going through your bio. I think as we go through life, we all pick up titles and, and things along the way. Um, and one of the very first chapters of the book, there was a quote in there that I really love by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It said, we are prone to judge success by the index of our salaries or the size of our automobiles rather than by the quality of our service in relationship to humanity. As we ask that question, who are we? Who would you say for you, who are you? And really, what does that question really mean? So, you know, I've, I am constantly doing like self-evaluation of, of this question. And I think um, at a core, I try not to describe myself based on accolades or achievements or degrees or anything like that, um, but more the values that are important to me. So I am a learner. I am somebody who fights for and appreciates um, the differences in people, the equality within our systems. Um, I am a listener. I um, love for people to share stories with me. I love to let people know that they're not alone in their stories. Um, And so those are kind of the qualities and the core values that are important to me and that have always been important to me, um, regardless of where I went with my path as far as like professional degrees or or what kind of jobs that I that I held, um, and I think that is something that that is important because I think sometimes when people try to find um, an accolade or uh, an achievement or get a certification, and they think that at that point then they will have reached success with who they are, um, that they find themselves at that achievement still saying like, "Who am I?" and "What is what." resonates with my core values. So that's, I, I try to describe myself more based on like values versus like, I'm a mom, I'm a doctor, I'm a this, that, or the other thing. So. I love that. Erica, would you like to join in and add anything to that uh, comment there? Um, I think you picked a great quote and I put one up actually for, um for Martin Luther King day, yeah. uh, which kind of, speaks to what Tia was saying, but also it was um, everybody can be great because anybody can serve. You don't have to have a college degree to serve. You don't have to make your subject and verb agree to serve. You only need a heart full of grace, a soul generated by love. Um, And so I can honestly say that the easiest question for me in there, um, usually when I think about myself, is that I've always been and always will be a storyteller. Um, in what capacity I do that is very different. But going deeper uh, to what to what Tia was speaking of, I've always tried to tell the stories of communities, um, the untold stories of people. I started my career as a, a sports journalist 
And so I worked for smaller organizations. And instead of trying to do play by play or or the biggest game story, I told the untold stories about the athletes and the organizations. Um, it's a competition in in the media industry and finding a way to get um, those stories out in a way that somebody would want to read them. So I, I am a keeper of stories. Um, I, I like to make sure that people can trust that I will understand and take as good a care as their story as they have in living it. Um, so those were the first things that were the easiest part to answer for me. Um, but some of the other questions, especially the first one being, what is success? Well, that was different. And that was a lot harder because for me as a storyteller, my initial uh, level measure for success was honestly having an outlet that allowed for people to read my work. That was, that was it. Mm -hmm. And reaching that became a place where, well, what's next? Mm -hmm. And I think as and you that, was, that was, that was my first kind of transition. So asking it again now, what is success? I'm in a whole different place and I'm not sure I can answer that question just yet. Yeah. But as you both kind of described that initial question about who you are and now kind of going into defining, design, defining success, I think a big part of what I was hearing from both of you is just identity, right? So when we think about how do we identify ourselves, you know, a lot of times, especially for people who are listening right now, maybe not sure of what their purpose is, or they're feeling like they're on this path, but they're not sure, is it my purpose? Or is it my dad's purpose, mom's purpose, the community's purpose? I think we all come into situations with this identity. How do we identify ourselves? And one of the the things that I was seeing in the book when it was talking about identity can show itself in the form of religion. It can show itself in the form of career. It can show itself in the form of our, if we're an athlete, you know, so we might identify as a basketball player, but we're so much more than that, you know? And so I think that part of self-awareness, I heard you say a couple of times that you, you write, you journal, you, you tell stories. I am those things. So being able to be more self-aware, you know, being able to talk about self-awareness for people and listening to those stories are, are huge. But I also think it's very important to recognize um, the the foundations that we forget sometimes. I yes. I am a human, and I really have to acknowledge and and be willing to accept other humans as well. Like in looking at who you are, I know that when I walk into a room, no matter where I am and what I'm doing, I'm always seen first as a woman, and specifically as a black woman. I know that. And that falls under who I am. Um, and I don't forget these things either because they are significant and not only how I look at myself, but how I present myself mm -hmm. and how I accept and recognize other people. Yeah. And as you are thinking about Dr. Conzer, especially in the world that you are dealing now, especially when you're talking about athletes and, and this people that you serve, when we look at who we are in identity, how have you seen that in terms of the purpose path? Are you seeing any any challenges there with the people that you service and serve in terms of who they are, especially if they're retired, um, not active anymore, doing the things that they love to do and now having to say, you know, now what? Uh, what do you see in your world? Yeah, I think that is something that I end up working with all of the athletes on because so I com played um, soccer competitively for a long time. And my transition out of sport um, in college and in medical school was hard for me because I always defined myself as I'm a, I'm a soccer player. I'm an athlete. And when I wasn't actively doing that, I had to ask myself, 
did that change? Am I still an athlete, even though I'm not on a team or I'm not on scholarship or I'm not playing professionally? Um, And so that's something that I certainly work with all of the athletes, regardless of where they are in their transition and in their path is what, what other things are you other than an athlete? Um, Starting at kind of like the core basics. I'm a human being, I'm a male, I'm a female and those kinds of things. And then going, you know, further into their values and what things are important And I think also with the who am I question, and I work with this with athletes a lot on this is whose dream is it that you're living? Like, who are you? Are you an athlete? And are you a soccer player? Because you were kind of told that that's what you were going to become. Did you go to college? Because that's what was the expectation. Is it something that you really love to do? Or would you rather be doing something else? Um, And so who am I also needs to be asked, like, are you doing this for you or are you doing this because society says that you have to, or because your parents expected you to, or, you know, for other, uh, any other reason. And I think that is one of the things that I end up working with people a lot on because it can cause some dissonance in, in their happiness and their mental health. If they're not living a path that is true to them and they're living it for someone else, then very often they will be disappointed or feel anxious or depressed about that path that they're on. So I work with it a lot. And I think you just brought up some really good points and some really good questions, that exploration piece, because you're right. I don't think I remember going through any time when I was playing basketball, college, high school, AAU, that anybody asked that question really about whose dream is this? You know, I love to play basketball, but never really. The questions were always, what are you going to be when you go? What do you want to be or who do you want to be when you grow up? Not necessarily who I am. And so I I love that being able to kind of figure out what are your values? You know, what do you enjoy? Is it because you want to do this or somebody else wants you to do this? That's powerful. Yeah. One of the first questions that I ask anybody that comes to me is, um, why are you here? Are you here because somebody else told you that you needed to come here? Or are you here because on your own volition, because you um, are seeking some help or you want some help? Very often, it's kind of a combination of both. Well, my spouse told me this, that, or the other thing that I needed to go talk to somebody, or my manager said this, or um, the the league told me I needed to, or my coach said this. Um, and so kind of separating that just off the bat of like, okay, these people who have voiced concerns for you have what concerns? What are those concerns of those people? But also what are your concerns and why are you here? And what do you want to get from this relationship and from working on these things? Um, And I think that that's very important as the starting point is to figure out what, what your concerns are, who are you for yourself versus who are you for other people and what are other people's concerns? So good. That's so good. And how would you say for people who are, are, are thinking about this right now and they're kind of going through a self-exploration, a self-assessment of who they are, how do you decide whose voice is whose? I think we get this question a lot. Is it my voice? Is it the community voice? Is it a parent's voice? Um, how do you know if that's your call on your life or are you answering somebody else's? So I think um, there's a couple of different ways that I suggest that people go about doing it. I have them explore some of the rules that they think that they have to ascribe to. Like, well, you have to go to college after high school. That's just a rule. Okay, well, who made the rule up? Um, Is that something that you were told? Is that something that you just inherently knew? Um, Rules are also meant to be changed. So it doesn't mean that it's a hard and fast rule. Um, 
if people are trying to explore, like, I don't know who I am. I don't know what other things that I like. One of the things that I'll suggest is just starting with super basic kind of quick answer things. You know, do you like tomatoes? Do you like apples? Do you like pizza? Do you like things that you can say, yes, I enjoy this. No, I don't. And then starting to go to some of the more deeper questions. Do I want to be an athlete? Do I like soccer? Do I want to go into public service? Do I want to be a doctor? Like some of those get so many emotional ties behind them that it's easier to start off with basic questions like, do I like country music? Do I like classical music? Some of those things that don't have so much emotion. And the other thing that I will tell people is look at how you spend some of your free time when you're relaxing what kinds of things do you find search that you're searching on social media or that you're researching when you go down those rabbit holes in the internet and you're just looking at things like, where do you end up? What kinds of things do you tend to want to read versus feel like you're stuck reading or looking into? And what other things do you like, what do you post on your social media? What kinds of things are important to you? Because very often, if you look at some of the pictures or some of the saved things on your phones and your computers, It'll give you a little key into some of the things that are important because we don't tend to like look into and go into those rabbit holes of things that we find really boring. So that can be a good starting point as well. I like that. Erica, go for it. I see you. <laughs> well, one of the things I just she made such a, a an important point in terms of like what what you're passionate about um, and, and what you're interested in. And uh, I think one of the other things is the hard and fast rules. Um, when she first spoke about that, uh, I think especially for um, today's youth in general, what was always the hard and fast rule may not seem as attainable, as concrete as it used to, um, because things have changed. Um, you know, specifically for college athletes, I can't stress enough, you know, uh, coaches and athletic departments that are being furloughed, um, athletic programs that are being cut from colleges. You know, the path that you had lined up for yourself may not be there at this point. Um, and this this creates a transition that maybe you didn't expect those coming. And it really does make you ask again, well, um, you know, I've spent all of this time on this, this and that. The company and one came out when I was playing basketball in high school and they had all of these T-shirts and posters. And I lived for basketball is life. The rest is just details. Um, but if you didn't know me, then you probably wouldn't know that I played basketball because my life is mostly swimming these days. Mm -hmm. um, and so, but I've loved swimming from the very beginning. It's just at that point in time, basketball really was life. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it may be one of those times for them to re-examine. The book is very good at creating a, um, a path, not only it's not so much one to follow, but one to examine and figure out if the journey that you're on is going in the direction that you want to continue in. There's nothing wrong with where you've been, but it doesn't necessarily have to be where you are going. Uh, and I think that is an important uh, thing to really stress and look at. And, and the way that Tia put it is perfect. I love that. And you're exactly right. It is a great book in terms of outlining a path and it challenges us to ask more questions, right? To ask more questions. I think we can so easily get into patterns of just following or mimicking uh, the behaviors and things of the people before us that we forget to check in with self and say, you know what, am I doing this because I saw somebody else do it? Or is this something that I really want to do? So I love what you guys are saying here. And I think another thing to add to that 
um, as we're kind of going through the self-exploration and trying to figure out uh, where we are on this journey is allowing ourselves to change, right? Being flexible in that, that what served me at one point may no longer be an avenue, but also I can pivot and it's okay to. And so we're more than just, I love how this thing has come out more than an athlete because I remember playing college ball. That's all I wanted to do, you know, but when the ball stopped bouncing, I recognize, wait, I do have a brain here and there's some other things that are going on that I can actually use and and it serves me in a way that I'm happy doing it. So I think we have to ask people, are you happy, right? What makes you happy? What do you enjoy? And could you see yourself doing that in ways that could actually provide you with a career, a lifestyle, a self, a service? Um, so getting more connected to the emotion behind what it is that we're doing instead of just doing it for um, paychecks may work for short term. But long term, is that going to be OK in terms of where you are? So I think this is very important. And we have about uh, five minutes left, guys, as we are continuously talking about this. We're going to go through this series. It'll be a three part series uh, as we come on every third Thursday. But we're starting off with just kind of asking that question, who am I and what does success mean? Let's talk a little bit more about that. What does success mean? Right. Because for so many people, success means something very different depending on where you are in your life. Absolutely. Um, I, one of the things I really wanted to examine, which is a lot of what uh, a lot of people don't examine, is what success means in a mental health perspective. Yeah. I think a lot of people have their idea of what success means um, professionally. I think they might have an idea of what um, success means physically, um, but uh, I, I'm not really sure a lot of people examine what success is um, from a mental health perspective. Yeah. That's huge. What do you see in your world, Dr. Conzer, in terms of mental health? Yeah, I think I mean, I think that we as a culture are so um, accommodated to to reach certain levels or attain certain certificates or attain certain degrees. And we don't sit and ask exactly what Erica said, like the core commonality to all of those different things is you yourself. And so you have to ask, like, what is successful with your own health and with your own wellness that will then make some of those other success measurements better um, or more achievable or more um, comforting? And so that's certainly something that is very helpful to kind of just help understand your core values and, and how your mental health and your mental wellness can associate with those core values. Yeah. So again, constantly checking in, guys. It's important for us to check in with ourselves, to ask these questions, to identify who we are, whose voice are we listening to? Uh, one of the things that I was reading in the book, it says your why is dictated by your who and your what is dictated by your why. All of that is rooted in stability of your core identity. Right. Our core identity. Who do we see ourselves as and who do we want to become and what is that purpose in our path in the world? And so being able to go along this journey with us and knowing that we all have a call on our lives and being able to get a little bit quieter and, and sit with yourself and do this self exploration and not being afraid to say, you know what, who am I? And it's OK to begin to redefine yourself. Because we pick up t tabs and labels along the way. And some are something that you may be okay with in this moment, some that you may not be okay with. It's okay to do a self-assessment and begin to say, you know what, how do I make adjustments? How do I pivot? How do I change? Who do I want to become? Allowing yourself the freedom and flexibility to walk in your call and your purpose and know that you have one. I think that's mm -hmm. the biggest point, to know that you have one. I've run into so many people that have said, I don't know what I'm here to do. 
I don't know what I'm here to do and how do I know when? So I think it's very important. You guys have brought up some really good points about asking the questions. Who am I? What makes me happy? What am I most aligned with? How do I feel in my physical and mental health? Right. Those are all questions we have to tap into. Dr. Conzer, how can people reach out to you? You're doing such amazing, amazing work in the community. How can they reach you? Um, they could go to my website. That's probably the easiest. So it's drkonzer.com. It's D-R-K-O-N-Z-E-R.com. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Erica, what do you have for the rest of this show? we got about one minute left. Anything you want to say to our community before we wrap it up today? I, I wanted to say that the nation faced a transition yesterday, and um, yes. I, I think there were so many parts of it that were just so beautiful and exciting. And uh, so many people are facing transitions that maybe they are excited about and some that they're nervous about. Um, but how it turns out is your choice. Um, and you can find beauty in transition. Uh, and what we are trying to do for the rest of the year and indefinite is to help athletes and individuals through the transitions in their life be more prepared and look forward to them the way many of us looked forward to yesterday. Oh, that is so awesome. And you're so right on. And I'm just so excited about uh, this athlete series and the things that we're providing every third Thursday of the month. I think it's just timeless, really, you know, to have conversations like this, to talk about these hard things and really know that there's a path forward. I can't thank you guys for who you are and all that you're doing. And I want my Mental Fitness Matters community to go out and shine bright like the stars that we are. Continue to be safe. I can't wait to see you guys next week. Have a great week. I can't wait either. For joining us today on Mental Fitness Matters. Tune in every Thursday at 8.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. for more tips, tools, strategies, and solutions that will help you reach your peak mental fitness. My name is Tracy Austin, and you've been listening to Mental Fitness Matters.